Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to a very special episode <laughs> of <laughs> scene, scene Partners. You are the worst. I came in there. I had this whole thing planned. I can't believe you got me on the intro. I saw, I saw it all over your face, you too. You, like, coming prepared. In you, like, leaned back. Heavy. You took in a deep breath, and you were... It was, mm. I was, I was going to do an opra thing today. I threw I'd the I've been audible. rehearsing it all day. Oh, oh, well, then... No, I'm not doing it. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Scene... No, 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 no. Okay. not doing it. Right. The moment has passed. Hey, you know what I have to say right off the bat? That um, I feel like tonight's podcast is kind of sponsored by Indian Creek Studios. It is. Because look at your, look I, your nice little glass there. I know that you can't see it, but I went to the River Oaks port sale, and you know what? I, I even took my wife with me. So Lexi and I, <laughs> <laughs> Lexi and I went to, uh, we went to River Oaks to their front porch sale, and of course, like they had all the artists there, and we, um, we went and we saw Aubrey, who is just amazing. And, um, what a beautiful beard on that man. I know. I like, there's so much about him that I wish that I, I was, or that I could be. He's I like just, rugged and he's also an artist. And it's like, I know you are so beautiful. It's like this, 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 this conveyance of masculinity without any sort of effort. Yeah. Like he, like no worry about trying to seem like, Oh, I, I've, you know, like uber masculine, like yeah. to- there's no toxic masculinity. That's what yeah. I was looking for. It's just like rugged truth. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, but yeah, I picked up one of his, his mugs, but this one is kind of fun because it's like a, a smaller size. Yeah. It doesn't have a handle and it's absolutely perfect for the things that I like to drink. Yeah. I love the little footprint on the side of it. That's awesome. This is like a new thing that he did on these, these new ones that I really like the little hiking print with his little, uh, like the hiking trail signs on it. I in just, my, in so my cool. mind, he had one of his kids like step on it. Yeah. Well, yeah. His children's feet are so small. Well, they're little, like that little tiny, they're, little they're hobbit sized yeah. people. <laughs> <laughs> that would like whatever is smaller than a hobbit. Anyway, not just to talk about him, but I mean, of course it's just so cool. I also like that. Like, I don't really know much about his professional like track but just that you know he, he's this amazing painter mm-hmm. and um paints landscapes and and really really cool work i would just be interested to see his progression of being an artist yeah. you know and like where he arrived to and i feel like that pottery like i i think that he used to do it but just that he he does it now and it's like everybody is so in love with it like everybody wants his stuff oh absolutely like. that that is awesome by the way i know i love it i feel really bad that i didn't buy two so sorry i will remember this well, every time we're in here <laughs> and you're drinking out of it <laughs> that, that, that is true <laughs> um so i i got to say i um before we started the podcast today i came home and i was kind of in a a rough mood which seems to be happening to me a lot more than it used to, which is strange. That's a statement. I know. Well, I mean, it's it's just kind of like I, I just feel like things are weighing heavier on me lately. Yeah. And I don't really know why that is. I mean, I, I feel like I know. I mean, I guess I do know why. I'm Like, you know, it's a stressful time that we're in. You have no creative outlet. I've seen you and without I, the creative outlet. I think that's what it is. <laughs> I mean, pace. even though that I get to, you know, I, I teach fine arts and I do get to do some type of artistic, you know, 
I, I get, I do get to express myself in some way yeah. and get to talk about art in some way all day, but it, it is still just different. And there's like the thing that I love to do the most. I'm not able to do anymore. Well, it's, it's, it's more like it's your job. So it doesn't feel like you're actually getting to really express yourself versus yeah, maybe that's what it is. Yeah. I do enjoy, like, I mean, I love to teach. I really do. It's, it's one of my, it, it is, it's kind of like directing. You have like a problem that you have to solve yeah. But you want people to arrive at their own conclusions. So you just kind of have to like try to guide them down the path mm-hmm. and help them arrive there on their own. Yeah. And I do love doing that. But it's just not being in the theater, I think, is really starting to weigh on me. It, um, I guess, uh, officially, we're it's closing like in on a year. It's a because year Because we closed, what, Christmas? Carol, well, about this time last year? I know that it. It was a year today because we were actually talking about it at school that that today last year the kids went home. Oh. And they and we we didn't go back. That's that's really hard to wrap my mind around. Isn't that, it's that been a year. Crazy. I mean, when this happened, you and I talked about it and I mean, well, we we talked about it seven times that day. Yeah. <laughs> um but uh, and and Lexi and I talked about it, and I was like, you know, at two two three weeks, like we might miss a rehearsal. Can we actually feasibly do this? We miss this many days. Yeah, like, can surely we push not, this back to? We're at a year. I just cannot. Oh, I can't wrap insane. my head around it. Um, but I think with that, there comes this. There's this heaviness now on it, as far as I mean, for me, without being able to have that outlet to create or to help others create, it, it's. I find myself wondering what it is that I'm supposed to be doing, and I feel like we're not doing enough. And I know that we are doing all that we can. I yeah. mean, I know that somewhere in the like bowels and recesses of my heart, I do know that. And I know that, you know, I, I love doing this podcast, and I love that we have this outlet, and that we are, you know, like lucky enough that my father in law is a sound man and has uh, <laughs> equipment, <laughs> yeah. and, you know, that we were able to to get, you know, the stuff that we have, which is just awesome. You know, yeah. we were able to figure out a way to set this up, but it, it just, uh, I, you know, it, it, it's, it led me down. That's kind of what I was getting to when I was just thinking about, you know, what we've got going on and what the future holds for the podcast mm-hmm. for us and what theater is going to be like whenever we finally come back. And I know that I've thought about that a lot and in the beginning, I thought it was going to be exactly the same. And I, I just don't think it's going to be the same anymore. No, it, 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 it really can't be. I don't think it can. I don't think that we can do, you know, there's been, I know, I know that we do and, and you do too. We keep to ourselves a lot. I mean, mm-hmm. e- even though our I jobs were. It. Yeah, <laughs> like it's a very good thing for you. But uh, it's given you the best excuse ever to not have to have any. Want to hang out? Nope. COVID. Yeah. I mean, and it's, but, but I mean, for us, I know, I know that we, we both have jobs where, you know, it's sensitive and we talked about that before, but we just, we, we don't go out and do a whole bunch, but whenever we do, whenever we do have like when we went to river Oaks and it was this very safe event and, yeah. um, you know, we know Rachel and Aubrey and we talk about them a lot probably on this podcast, but it's because they're so near and dear to our hearts. Oh but, yeah. Um, you know, they put on a really great event and it was very safe and they, they made sure that people were social distancing even whenever they necessarily didn't want to be. And, you know, they they were making sure they were doing all the right things. Yeah. And still just being in public around all those people, I 
feel uneasy. Yeah, it's weird that that you can be out and about, you know, something that you've done for a majority of the, you know, 30 some odd years that you've been on Earth and never having thought about it. (laughs) Well, we know you're 33, (laughs) but, you know, you're 33, 34. I was 33. Okay, but, you know, you're something that you've done a thousand times. In fact, I was watching this documentary on on these musicians or whatever, and it was showing footage of literally a year ago. Mm hmm. And it, you know, we're talking December. People were gathered by the thousands in a stadium. Yeah, and and it's, it's unsettling. so to to me to think now, I I genuinely I wouldn't go. I mean, even just looking at them, you know, today at school they they brought around last year's yearbooks, and it was so strange because we're, we're like handing them out to the kids in the morning when they're in homeroom, but I. I like just flipped through the yearbook really fast and I came across our show from last year and I was just looking at all the like the kids and seeing their faces. One, I'm just not used to seeing people's faces anymore. Yeah. Um, And two, it's just like I cannot imagine like being in a classroom without my mask on. Yeah. I, what even is that? I, I don't even. It's almost like wearing uh, glasses in that yeah, now I, I feel when naked you take without it, the uh, well, and when you take it off, people gasp. Yeah, <laughs> they're like, "You look so weird." Like I know I have a nose. That's your face. <laughs> and kids are pretty ruthless too. So if like I have to like readjust my mask at all, like if it falls down when we're doing some kind of activity yeah. and I have to pull it back up, they just like lose their minds. They're just I so just evil. Enjoy the anonymity. Yeah, altogether. That is. That is kind of nice. Just, I don't just have like to have those into, awkward conversations. For the yeah. You just kind of get to run in and run Walk out. through Target, like when I need to grab something real quick mm-hmm. and just like never talk to someone I know. I guess that is true. It's beautiful. But I do wonder like, so if when all this is done and you know, I think the big reason that this is kind of weighing on me is that um, today was the first uh, person in the UK to be inoculated by the vaccine. Oh, yeah, that yeah that's right. The, the, I guess I should say the day that we're recording this. Yes. Um, and I like have been thinking about that all day. And I just I can't wrap my head around it. Like, what is it going to be like when the vaccine is distributed? Because there's also so much political, you know. Yeah. Stuff going on around the vaccine and who's going to take it and if you're not going to take it. And I, I mean, I came to the conclusion that personally I would take it. Oh, absolutely. Um, but what's odd is that, like, I feel uneasy about my wife doing it, which is strange. Like, I don't know where that feeling is. Like, I'm like, I'm fine. I, w- I will take it. I don't know if she should. <laughs> but I'm going to do it, which I know is so weird. And I, I mean, of course, like, she, she should take it. That's but your protective nature. It's just, like, weird in. that I had that re- automatic response. And, and I'm all, all for it. And so I can only imagine what other people that are uneasy already. Yeah. But, you know, like how many people in America are going to take it? And if everyone does, are people going to jump back in, you know, with both feet and just run to the theater? And if so, like what shows are we going to do? Are they going to be the same shows? Like I was thinking about our season. Right. Is our season the same? Because that's kind of what we had just. Well, we literally have to put it. I mean, we put last season on pause. To We put it on pause and we were like, you know what? At this point, we're just going to push it. Yeah, into, by June, we were thinking, well, maybe we could do a Christmas show. And then, you know, that just 
No, absolutely not. Up to five weeks ago, we were thinking Christmas show. And then, then yeah, then we saw like the numbers like crazy rising. It's like, absolutely not. But you know, it's, what's wild is you do have to think sometimes that things happen for a reason. And I mean, if we would have, that, that's what I think. I just, if we would have jumped in and done all of the prep work and gotten everything, you know, like paid for and all that stuff. Oh my goodness. We would have been, cause right, right before we were supposed to open tuna Christmas is whenever they reinstituted yeah. the, um, Hey, we're know, going back to phase two. Phase yeah. Two. And that would have just, I mean, that would have sunk our ship right there. That would have been it. So it, it, it did kind of feel like, okay, yes, we made that right decision. So I will say that it just kind of feels like everything that I, I'm, I, maybe it's that I'm thinking, I'm sorry, I'm kind of rambling going in circles, but I'm just, I'm thinking about all the things that I want to do. And so since I can't achieve those things, I'm automatically thinking that what we are doing isn't right and that I'm doing something wrong. And so then we should be doing more. And so then am I lazy? <laughs> <laughs> because I like it now I've gotten used to not having to do these things. Yeah. And so am I going to be able to jump back into the crazy schedule that we used to keep? I mean, you're used like, to going, going to bed at seven thirty, eight o'clock at night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We talked about that today, but, I'm like, but am I, am I crazy? I think what it is, is you have the idle hands syndrome. Mm-hmm. And I get that in that, um, a lot of times it's why the fidget spinners were so like popular a few years ago. And yeah. now, they they were for people like me who genuinely have ADD, and it's like if I don't if I'm not doing something with my hands and focusing on that, so I can focus on this. I mean, I'm I'm talking at you now, and I my hands are all over the place, but it's because that's how I am. I'm thinking like well, that's ten because different you put your things. Drink down. Well, that's true too, but yes, <laughs> but I'm also thinking like ten things. Like you say something and and you actually said something to me earlier about writing on the board, and it's like, is this how you spell weird? Well, that's weird. It looks weird, and you were like. How are you not going to make a pun about that? I'm sorry. <laughs> it was like, I thought I would show a little restraint and you'd be proud of me and we could just move on from this moment. But I, and I kind of think that that's maybe where you're at in that you're thinking of the 10 other things like, well, well, we could be doing this. Oh, well, what if we did this? Well, what if we did that? And doing nothing genuinely is the right thing to do, I know, but it's I think really that's the hard to thing. do. You know, I, I just, you and you see other people. I think this is kind of where it gets scary for me is that I see other people doing things and I immediately start to compare like, okay, so if they're doing this, am I not doing what I'm supposed to be doing? Yeah. Even though I don't feel that, like I know that I'm doing what should be done. Like I know that I'm doing the right thing. Well, I think you're you're right. experiencing the comparison is the thief of joy. Yeah, I'm definitely situation. in the comparison is the thief of joy thing right now. Yeah. And that's not where I want to you, be you, as a person. You want to be doing a show, sure. Yeah. But I just like I you know, the thing about that is I no matter how much I love it and I want to do it and I kind of feel lost without it. I mean, I would it, it's it's almost like, you know, if all of a sudden, like, I lost my relationship with Lexi or, like, our friendship, I would feel kind of lost. Yes. It kind of feels like I've lost, you know, really my longest standing relationship of my entire <laughs> right. life. Yeah. <laughs> and Notwithstanding now, your relationship to your parents, your right. sisters. I mean, or- I just, like, <laughs> I'm, yeah, that, I guess that is true. <laughs> but, I mean, it's it's just, 
it's just strange. Like I've, I feel like I don't know what I'm supposed to do well, without it. And so then I'm like, am I do, you know, I, am I do this the is right the thing? relationship that you chose and that's to, to love and to find passion and joy in theater and not being able to do, and, and, you know, for so long, I'm sure that it's been the driving force in your life. It's mm-hmm. what drove you to go to Oklahoma. It's what drove you to go to Chicago. It's, right. you know, all those decisions that you made in life have all been based around theater and how that can affect you with where you are mm-hmm. and not having that for the first time in, you know, 15 years, I would say almost two decades yeah. close to that. It's like, well, well, what now? Yeah. I mean, theater so I would is imagine you would feel lost best too, friend, yeah. So it is kind of strange. Um, but I also think like if I'm feeling this way, everyone has got to be feeling this way. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. And it's hard because I don't want to have those feelings bleed into my life. You know, I don't I don't want it to affect, one, my my teaching. I don't want it to affect the, what goes on in the classroom yeah. because it's not their fault that this is happening to me. Um, you know, their life's not great either. But um, right now, the, the student's life or the faculty or whoever, you know, Everybody is going through this and experiencing it in their own way. But, um, you know, it, it. while thinking this through, I realize I'm not alone. Like, everybody is experiencing this in their own way. Yeah. Everyone is hurting from this in some way, except for the people who are just ignoring that it exists and are, you know, just, you know, on their high horse, I guess, or getting kicked off of airplanes or whatever yeah. video that I see lately. <laughs> um, but I, I did start thinking about, you know, in the rehearsal process or in whenever you're directing or, you know, acting in a show or really just in any job, like how do you conquer or if you have a process of conquering, um, how do you conquer having a bad day and then having to step into a situation where you kind of have to turn it on and be like, I have got to put this on the back burner for right now and concentrate on what is happening. Like, I've got to find some way to just, like, push this aside, either get over it super fast or deal with it later. Yeah. So that I don't ruin this current situation. Either, like, hanging out with my friends or, like, at a rehearsal or at work. I just, I don't know if if you do that. I mean, I feel like you and I probably both compartmentalize pretty well. Oh, very much so. I can compartmentalize. Like, we could... And that's the thing, like, I think that you and I could probably be having an argument and then I could just set that to the side and we could have like a really great performance in a show. Yeah, I don't and, know what that would be like, but that would be interesting. But but yeah, <laughs> and, and well, well, that's kind of the thing, too, in that you and I joke a lot off stage mm-hmm. and we will we will try to make each other like laugh off stage and then we'll walk on and then it's the most serious scene we've ever done. Right. And and that that really is the epitome of both of our compartmentalization. And then it's also like, you know, you could teach all day and then I could work all day and we could have, you could have a bad class that could ruin your whole day at school, but you don't bring that onto the stage. Right. And, and it's, I think that's maybe the struggle that I'm experiencing right now is that it's harder for me to let go for some reason. I think, I think if, if we could actually have a rehearsal, maybe that's what it is. You would, you would be, you would (laughs) just let it go because it's like, this is my passion. Yeah. And, you know, teaching is my job, whereas mm-hmm. like I sell HVAC equipment and that's my job, but I don't bring any of that to the stage. It's like right. if I had a bad customer and like we had talked about earlier, like don't let 10 minutes ruin your entire day. Your entire well, it's like, day. It is so hard it's to let go difficult. because it gets you in a mood and it gets you into a headspace. It just kind of amplifies too yes. because it's where you're at all the time. And I don't want 
at all. You know, I mean, I I think that you can find passion in a lot of things. Like I'm, I am passionate about teaching and I am passionate about, you know, what I get to do. I'm very thankful for that. And I do think that even though like your, your career is not necessarily a passion career, you know, that you can find passion in it. Like I know that you find joy in the people that come in there mm-hmm. and then making them laugh or like feeling like I get they to talk to people get to form day, some every sort day. of relationship yeah. with them. And then that's, that's a passion. So I, I just, I don't know, maybe I just need to, I need to like retrain my brain. I also like, you know, it's, it's kind of hard. I listened to, we, we promote Dax Shepard so much on this that he really oh. should just become our, I mean, if he friend. would be a sponsor or let us go on and or talk just to him. Like, yeah, he should just be our friend. We could be an expert one week. Who I'll knows? show up. I'll, I will bring you a Coke <laughs> or whatever it is. Diet Coke. A Diet Coke yeah. with your name on it, if that's what it takes. I'll be as close to Bill Gates as I can. But, I mean, I listened to his podcast with, of all people, Jewel, which we talked Ama- about. Oh, my gosh. It was so amazing. It's so good. I would have never, ever, ever thought. I mean, I, I maybe I just don't know enough about her really but yeah. i mean or if anybody does but i learned so much i mean just i was gonna skip it, it and then i told you it was really like don't about skip music it. yeah no i mean it was a little bit about her career but it was strange because it was like you know here's somebody who i would think would be defined by their music career mm-hmm. but absolutely not what it was interesting to me makes to sense hear- that bob dylan was one of her people oh, that discovered yeah. it. like i was like oh now she makes so much more sense to yes. me <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's it was it it was so good listening to her because that is so my wheelhouse of what I'm interested in and it's yeah. about the psychological like like development. I thought about and that things. while I was listening to. It, I was like, "This is 100 percent Chris." I was like, yeah. "This is Chris and Lexi 100 percent." The way that she uh, like trained her kid to when you leave a crowded room to just breathe a sigh of relief, like. <sighs> mm-hmm. And what? And she to like noticed let that, it go and then keep going. Yes, like her. She saw that her kid at like three to five had started developing that, and now every time her son walks out of a room full of crowded people, he does it. And yeah, it's just, just the like little things that you train to be. Yeah. Oh, oh the, the things that she overcame, but she like mentally made the note like I'm not going to let mm-hmm. me living in my car define me. I'm going to be better than this. I'm going to beat my addictions. I'm going to, and it well, was yeah, like, she talked about whenever she was 18 and she looked in the mirror while she was shoplifting and she said, I'm not going to be a statistic Yes, and I'm going to change and I'm going to do, I'm not going to do this. And she stopped and she literally changed, which I think is huge. I mean, to be able to look at things that you are doing in your life and say, I need to stop doing this. What do I need to do to change it? And then to actually do it, I mean, not just be like, well, you know, I wanted to, but to, to actually achieve those things and then to be self-aware enough. I think that's what I respect the most. I was like, man, I kind of want to go buy some albums and support this person. Exactly. <laughs> just because I appreciate, you know, what she has been able to do for herself. Yeah. Like, I respect that so much. And all on her own. And she's developed that program now mm-hmm. and that 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 organization to to help kids and they've now developed this thing where they're like the number one leading tennis uh, oh, yeah, the uh, program tennis stuff with, yeah. where, where it was just like this program that was initiated just to get kids off of the streets and off of addictions. And now they are the number one tennis program leading people into the National Tennis Organization. Insane. Like, what? That's that's amazing that you could Kinda help makes me people think in that maybe way. we should make play on theater tennis, play on tennis company. 
No, no, no. Ne- neither one of us can play tennis. It could still be pot. But it could be play, play on, on psychology, <laughs> and then we could be pop. Play on s- psychology tennis. If you say it tennis with the T at the end. This is like the argument I had with my mother earlier today. It was like, I, I used the weed eater today. She said, oh, oh you weed eated. No, I weed ate. Oh, Wait, my what? goodness. I can't even deal with this. And this is coming from the guy that wouldn't say, oh, this looks weird. No, it's. Oh, my goodness. I let it go, man. Ridiculous. This is me growing as a like, person well, I, because of had, the Jewel podcast. Who was it? Oh, we had a, did we have an, who was it that we had an argument about, about if it's a weed eater or a weed whacker? Oh, it had to be someone, not us. Uh, I, well, I mean, it was, duh. obviously, that's what, I'm, that's what I'm saying. I don't know what that was. <laughs> Way to narrow it down, Chris. All right, out of the 8 billion people on Earth, it wasn't the two of us. I think it was like, I really think that it was Danny. It feels like it would be Danny because she's from like the northeast. I think it was East. because she was weed eating. Like I, that was the day yes, that her and yes, Zach did all the she things was like, at our I, house. It's a weed whacker. And we went, it's a weed eater. And we were like, that is not a, you can't say that anymore. <laughs> but turns out that weed eater is actually a brand. It is a brand. And that's kind of how it started. Yeah. And that's how people like associate it. Yeah. in certain areas but i think they call it a weed whacker um a weed trimmer and uh, a weed eater I mean, to be honest like out of all of it weed trimmer is the best yes and that's probably where it should stay yes i don't think we have to take we, that's a very short straw poll 100 weed trimmer so everyone we should make a change we're we're throwing down on the we're wt after we mow trimming. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I weed trammed. I weed trimmed. Oh my god. Who knows? I don't know. Gooser. But anyway, all that to say, go niece. listen to the to the Jewel podcast. It's really great. On yeah, Dex. I just I, I like I I was trying to think when in my life I've made a change like that. That's what it made me think. On your own, willingly. Yeah, on my own. I would willingly. say that it was know. when you were in Montana, you were talking about, you know, that you talking to a little yeah. girl and, and it that's true. gave you this big that kind of is my shift. pivotal moment. Yeah. That's so wild. You know, when I think about that, that that little like she has no idea. Absolutely I don't even know not. her name. That is wild. I can probably find it out. It is strange to me that name. people that affect your life, because I was thinking about, I have this one friend um, that uh, after I was going through like all my depressive states, I went and visited her in Tennessee. And she doesn't know that, you know, the the, the five days that I spent, you know, hanging out with her, mm-hmm. how much that changed my perspective in my life. And yeah. it was like, it gave me hope again. And I think that that, that maybe... That's what you need to find for coming out of this is that hope that that light at the end of the tunnel, that this isn't the end. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I do know that. I mean, I, I know this is not the way it's going to be forever. I think it's, it's just hard sometimes. Like you feel the weight of the world, you know, on your shoulders every once yeah. in a while. And um, of course it probably comes. I, I struggle with this whole thing of I I'm have to convince myself that I'm not feeling this more than other people, that that's just some kind of weird form of self-importance. Yeah. And I worry that I do that often, like, you know, that I have this strange self-importance that I'm exaggerating I think my we, brain. I think we all feel that way, like I'm the only person feeling this. Right, and I know that that's not true. Yeah. But I, like, yeah, I put it in my own context. It's just, I, I just, it's a, it's, it takes effort to be like, I know that I'm not the only one. And that I'm not the most important person that this is hurting. Yeah. And that really, in, in all fairness, you know, like we are okay. Yeah. Like there are other people that are way less fortunate than us. 
And it is hard to, I, I think that's another thing. It's kind of hard to, to like in the grand scheme of things, people aren't really saying, Oh, this, this virus and this situation has affected artists the yeah. most. It has affected artists a lot. Yes. You know, a hundred percent across the board. Any kind of art is interactive. <laughs> yeah. Right. Go to an art gallery. That's where I sell my art, you know, go to the theater. That's where I sell your on, art, yeah. sell my art. You know, I just like, it is a, it is a, um, it is a communal experience mm -hmm. most of the time. And, how do you take something that is, uh, you know, something that you're supposed to experience with a bunch of people, you know, when we were talking about the comedy that we were going to, we were going to do tuna Christmas this year. If we would have done that, we would have had to have live streamed it. And it really was the perfect show to have to do that. Except for the fact that you have to have the audience. Yeah. It has to be, like you said, that communal experience of, having that energy and that feedback from the audience and the crowd of it's this thing where if we are all experiencing this together, then we are all going through this, this thing of watching these two people right. change into these ridiculous costumes and, and the these energies ridiculous people. that that creates within the audience. So yes. I think that that's another thing. It is the, um, it is the, the art of as an actor, building the energy that you need the audience to have. Right. And that in itself is a huge thing. And it's a very strange thing. And I think we've kind of touched on that in the past, but whenever you're on stage, especially just a, sh a small cast and you are, you're really sculpting the audience. Yeah. And you're changing their, you know, their, I don't know. I'm trying to figure out a way to describe this. It's so strange. I've never actually talked about it it does kind of feel like you're a sculptor. Like you're yeah. like, you're starting off and no one really knows what to expect in the audience. Yeah. They're all sitting there in the dark waiting for something to happen. And I, I feel like you've got about 20 seconds. Yeah. You got about 20 seconds, maybe less <laughs> in reality. Um, lights coming up. And, and from that point on, you're constantly molding them. And being like, you know what, this is okay, and this is okay, and this is okay. Yeah. And we're on this journey together. And I'm going to try to bring your energy with me and try to put it into this place that it needs to be so that you can accept this information. And when it works, oh, my God, it is... It's like heroin for me. That's that's so amazing that you that you say that, because if you go see a show that you've never seen before, that you know nothing about, you've never read it, right? You're going mm -hmm. to see it for the first time. You can almost, you can sit in the audience and you can almost feel the nervous energy. Yeah. And it's strange too, because you're just going to be sitting there. Yes. I mean, you're, you have no responsibility. But you're trying to, while you're watching it, you're deciding whose side am I on? Right. Do I, and like you said, you know, you have like those, those few moments to get, the audience on your side mm. and it is so amazing to me to watch like as the story unfolds you disagree or you don't disagree and it is almost like you can feel the audience shift with you like nope i no longer trust this person yeah or, and, and and a lot of it is based on the the basic information that we're given like in the foreigner the character that i played was a pastor who who like we are trained as people to trust this person because they have this position of clergy within a church, right? Right. And then he is the bad guy. So mm -hmm. like when you have that end of act 
one. Yeah, he's created like in the beginning. He's almost formed as a, uh, you know, as like this this martyr type that's yes, in there saving the day. He's almost too perfect, so that well, he is too perfect. Yes, and that's like the audience is buying into. Oh yes, oh yes, Do you oh who yes. Wrote the foreigner, Larry something. Oh my goodness, King. No, David. <laughs> Larry King. That's the boxer guy, right? No. No. I was thinking of <laughs> Larry King is the late night guy. Who's the boxer guy with the great the the hair that manages That's everybody? Don King. I'm thinking of <laughs> <laughs> Names are important, man. Larry David. That's Larry who you're thinking David. of. David. That's not who it is. No. It's like Larry it's the Shoe. Guy. Oh shoot. Yes. Shoot. shoot. S C H U T E. I don't. Oh, you're gonna it. look it up. I'm gonna. Well, of course, I'm gonna look it up. Oh, is it Chu? S H U E. Larry Chu. Oh, uh, what? 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 What was even happening there? I'm sorry, I like interrupted your whole train because you I was were you were about curious about who wrote it, and I don't know why. Yeah, I'm sorry. You just started with the foreigner, and I always think about who writes things because I feel like I should remember. Um. But I, I had a similar. Mm-hmm. You keep going. This oh no. is your this is your your pony. I'm just on the the. Okay. I'm on the back because of the you horse. were you were. <laughs> I'm just hanging on. What? You're you're you have the reins. That's the, you know it's a, the way you made that sound was like we were in one of those horse costumes and you were in the <laughs> well, back. I immediately thought about a sidecar and then I had to like retools like horses don't have sidecars and I was like. Then I, my brain went to like skiing behind the horse, holding the tail. I was like, I can't go into this. This is too oh, much. Oh man! So I, you're you're driving the horse. Okay, so you're in the driver's seat. Chris. You speaking of getting the audience <laughs> on your side in just a few moments, it made me think because you just played a video game that I genuinely love for the story, and that it was very strange. And Lexi doesn't understand it, but she also like it's too scary for her I, to get. I into. get that. It is very anxiety inducing, and it's when I recommend like TV shows and games to people, like I have to take that kind of stuff into consideration. Yeah. She does not like that. She does not want to be scared or given stress. I understand that breaking bad isn't for everyone because of the intense nature of it. Yeah. I think she jumped. It was also like, she just doesn't want to see that type of humanity sometimes. Exactly. And I, and I can understand. Yes. It's, it's very hard to see that side of people, But but I will say that this video game, is a movie. I yes. Mean, it's like a it's it's like it's like going to watch a film. Uh, oh, it's that's what the whole that thing is. You get to is. interact like, with. Yeah, it's the well, that's what I love about video games is it's immersive storytelling mm-hmm. a lot of times that the the ones that I really really like. Yeah. And this is one of them. And it's called The Last of Us Part 2. And you just played it and there it, there was a moment and you text me about I refuse to accept what they are trying to get me to do. I know it's and a that's shame that we this. can't really talk about it just in case anyone else has yes. played it yet because it you know and I I, I think like I, I remember playing it and I just I've never had this reaction of being so invested in any sort of story like this with a video game. I mean yes. I, I do enjoy playing video games every once in a while, but I'm I'm nowhere near like I would say that you and like our friend Christian and, and Jay, like y'all are Y'all are like video game people where like I enjoy it, but like yeah. you guys are on like a another level of understanding. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just there, there playing it day one, yeah, I'm, paying the full price. I'm like an apprentice and yeah. you guys are on some other plane. Um, but I I can say that just watching it, you get so invested. Like they, 
the soundtrack is so good and every beat is just there and I had no idea and I remember playing the first one and being so curious as to why I was so into it yeah. it's like why am I so invested into these feelings and um and then finding out from you that basically like I, there was this whole world in video games that I had no idea because it has progressed so much yeah where they have actual real actors in this video game that act out the all of the oh, scenes because yeah. when I showed you the behind the scenes footage you were like oh my god I had no those idea. Are motion capture actors it's all motion capture and I was yeah like, this is insane this is of course this is why it is so good it's not just people in a studio doing voiceover yeah they're performing this piece on a like a soundstage I mean it's amazing yeah they 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 make everyone wear these little well it's kind of similar to what like they do it's like on, Lord of the Rings with Smeagol and Gollum and then like you know Avatar yes because well that's actually where the de- the technology was developed was mm-hmm. on the Lord of the Rings nothing that's like that's what I would think because Gollum had ever been done with the the bulbs or the you well, know the, the, like okay. shows the motion so here's the fun fact in that when they actually shot it on you know uh, during the typical what they call principal photography when they mm-hmm. shoot the actual scenes with the actors or whatever he was on set wearing like this white like suit this like uh what they call the little body condom looking thing or whatever yeah, a leotard well but it was over the head <laughs> was and everything like a, too a and all you see is just the, the little the little face poking out yeah and then he had to go back onto a soundstage I really love that you called it a body condom <laughs> <laughs> well i mean i don't know what you <laughs> It's That's like, a well-protected man. Yes. and uh, <laughs> But then he had to go back at that time. This was 20 some odd years, exactly 20 years ago, actually. Um, he had to go back and reshoot all of that motion for motion on a green screen. Oh, my gosh. I did not know that. But as a result of that movie, they they have now developed the technology, whereas like on The Last of Us, they wear these little tight spandex suits and similar mm-hmm. to like Avengers, what Hulk has to wear and stuff like that. They wear these tight suits with these little like dots all over them. Right. So they can track the body motion. So they can track the motion and, and then for the computer. they wear these like headsets that shoot and they have like a million little dots all over their face. Right. To track the facial motions. And you you would even said something about like that. Even the way that their faces move were well. It's yeah, it's true. I mean, you just get so invested in it, and then, you know, with this the second series of this game, the second part of this game, since Lexi does not like it, I can really only play it in the morning or <laughs> when she goes to bed, and so I'm like with my headset, which I just like for me. I never thought that I would ever be the guy playing a video game with a headset on. It just like does not make any sense to yes. me. <laughs> Sitting in the living room. And it's it's funny because the whole time I'm thinking like nothing else in this room hears what's happening. Yes, to me right now it's just really funny. But like there was something about that experience because it was just so it, it made it way more intense. Well, it's 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 different than watching a play or a film because you have control over the character. Yeah. So you feel like you have agency over There's the story. Weird investment that you don't get. Yes. Otherwise, in that also you know you're you're. Going through this story as these people, as this person, mm-hmm. and these things are going to happen, whether you choose to hit the buttons or not. Right. Like, they're going to happen. They just give you the idea that you have some sort of choice over the matter. 
Well, and you almost forget that, you know, if you die, you come right back. It's like you just forget that. Sometimes yes. you're like, I just, I didn't want to die. Like, well, was, you're going to come back. Yes. <laughs> and and there are moments that like give you genuine, well, gave me personally genuine anxiety. And oh, I had yeah, to put it down too. and walk away. I was like, I can't do this anymore. But it is so cool to see that these actors are giving these beautiful performances. Yeah. That, that you know, the general media probably won't look at. But... Like when this one character, um, she says, you know, we I let you live and you wasted it. Mm-hmm. It was just how she delivered it. And I felt that because you felt like the pain of having to then now do this thing that you don't want to do. Like I let you live. I didn't want to kill you or I didn't want to do this thing to you. Yeah. Now I have to. And it is so like the, the way that an actor can be in that environment because it's completely made up. They don't know what yeah. the end product looks like. And to, still be able to deliver something that way. Yes. you. It's one of those things as an actor, you're not really understanding really when you sign up for this profession, what all you're really saying you're going to do. Yes. I mean, the weird things that I have found myself in <laughs> as an actor being yes. like, I... A wine like, sommelier. Yeah, yeah. A <laughs> wine sommelier is the most hilarious for sure. Um, that's definitely the cocktail party story, but it's just the, it, it's just, it's crazy. The things that you get asked to do. Yes. And you know, at school, they're not, there wasn't a class in school to prepare you for the world one for taxes. Thank you. <laughs> and like, that would have been so nice yes. of being like, Hey, you know what? I will, I will, I will give credit where credit is due. There was at least a day where Lance Marsh talk to us about you know filing your taxes as a performer and the things you can write off yes i'm you not can sure write if off all Netflix. of it was real it's a learning thing yeah <laughs> but um but still that was about the max of it i was like this would have been great in high school yeah also what's really funny is just knowing that the government somewhere is like hey file your taxes we know we know how much money you owe us <laughs> yes but we want you to tell us how much money you owe us but we're not going to tell you how much money you owe us until you tell us how much money you owe us. And then we're going to charge you extra if you get it wrong. Yeah, it, it's interesting <laughs> it's because like, it's also like you? taxes are also taking taken out of every single check that I have. I know, me too. I'm like, like, just do it. How do I owe you money? I, mean, I was a contract, you know, I've, I've had my my fair share as a freelance artist or whatever throughout my life as a, of an I-9. Yeah. Like, my gosh, I-9s will murder you. Yeah, everywhere you go. Hey, can you fill this out? I just wish oh, that there would be a just gift card understand. or something. It's also like, you know, that there's all these rules with taxes and you can go to prison and you're like, yeah, this was never taught to me. And yeah. I have to just know this. And I can only imagine like what my parents went through before the Internet. That's why Wesley Snipes went to prison. Well, yeah, it was. Um, poor Blade. Mm-hmm. But uh, back to the weird things that you do. As yeah, you just like you end up in these weird things and you just don't. I, I think for me, like people don't understand that even though this is a video game, these people took it super seriously yeah. and they performed the role as if it were anything else. And that deserves some accolades in itself. Yeah. I mean, you know, commercial actors, these commercial theater people, we've talked about this before. I know I was watching the other day, a friend of mine from, it was very strange. Um, this girl that I actually was, involved in like teaching this master class one time in Chicago and she was there 
and I'd like had known her a little bit before, but she was one of the people taking the workshop. And then I saw her on this commercial for uh, a medication that cures certain illnesses that now she's going to be known for yeah. forever. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh no, like this is you now. Like, yeah. No matter what, no matter what, like I get it. I would have taken that check. I would have done it. But like that's you forever. Everyone's going to think that you have this. Well, that's like you were telling and me every a couple weeks ago on, about the, the Tony, the, person. the Tony, the tiger guy on the Stephen Colbert right. show. He's yeah. like wearing the green screen suit or whatever. And yeah. he's sitting on his couch or it's it's my like, friend Elizabeth Crane's who, husband. She's, who would have ever thought? Yeah. He's like, I, I got to Jimmy Fallon and it wasn't even for me. I'm just I'm in a I'm in a spandex suit. Yep. <laughs> and I'm pretending to be a tiger. and No one else sees the tiger. They just see me. But it's like. You have to look at that kind of trajectory, and then you see someone like Andy But Serkis. he's also, I will say this, he's also a, an amazing musician and an amazing actor. Yeah. And so that, in a way, is, like, not fair for him. I mean, it's great that he, this is an amazing opportunity, but he should be on there for his own, like, for his art. He yeah. should be. Well, like, you know, Leslie Odom talks about how he was undiscovered for so long. Which is wild. Yeah. You're like, that's dude, the easiest discovery of all time. You're for me. a freaking powerhouse. How? Yeah. How in the world do you go and notice? It just shows you how difficult it is to yeah. even break into the world mm-hmm. of this business whenever somebody like that, you know. But, you know, speaking of the weird stuff, like Andy Circus is now known for doing pretty much motion capture stuff as oh, an actor. Yeah. And it's like he's played Caesar on the the Planet of the Apes, you know, mm. remake films or whatever. But I mean, like, and and oh my goodness, him playing Caesar in Planet of the Apes. The third, the, I mean, the third movie was so hyper realistic that, and that's what's great about like the immersive nature of like where the, even the it's weird things that you do face is for me. Yeah, in that I mean, I look at like you forget the that he is a a, a an animated character. You forget that he's a monkey. Thanos. You forget that Thanos is an animated character in the film. Hulk. Right. You forget, and, and it's like because the, you just are able to to suspend that little yes. suspension of disbelief that we try so hard to get people to get to buy into in theater. So much e- like it's it's so easy, and it's like you said within twenty seconds in a in a in a theater watching a live show. You have to convince people. Yeah, you got 20 seconds, man. And then you have to like work. And if they don't, then you have to work so hard to get them back. to trust that it's audience. It's almost impossible yeah. to get them back once you lose them. I just I, I hope that whenever all of this is over. And I know that people are probably so tired about hearing about when it's over, you know, yeah. what we're going through. And that's kind of one reason why I try not to talk about it, because it's just uh, I don't know. I just let it weigh on me and. In silence, because I don't want to be a, another voice screaming into the void, in a sense. But <laughs> you know, like feel bad for me. Yeah. <laughs> woe is me. Woe is me. I don't want to be the woe is me guy. But oh my god, I just it, it's it's just so difficult to see something that you love being taken away from you, whenever it in reality it is avoidable. Yeah. Given the science and you know everything that's going on around you, you look anywhere else, 
it's just very difficult. And it's strange whenever scientific fact becomes a hot button issue. Like I don't understand it. It just drives me crazy. Yes. Like here, okay, so uh, <laughs> so literally everything is up for debate now. Yeah. It, well, that's kind of the culture that we're in almost, and it's been heading that way for the last five or so years. And and it's like where fact is now, like you said, debatable. Yeah, it's, it's like, like we've cannonballed into a pit of gasoline. And you you had spoken about getting the vaccine earlier. And I think about the anti-vaxxers based on like Jenny McCarthy oh, yeah. finding this one doctor who was discredited, who was shunned by all of his peers. And also like not a real medical doctor, right? No, yeah, he was like completely banned and and like completely blacklisted everywhere he went. That's what but I she found this one report and it was the report that but, got him like banned by also everyone. like hadn't really researched it. Yes. And put it out there and then oh, here we go. And and you, and then and now all of a sudden we have measles again. Yeah, you say and, and well, that's kind of like the thing that I'm getting at is that I'm so afraid that there are going to be enough people to not get the vaccine to where that it's not going to matter. We're going to have a completely different wave, and it's going to be like COVID nineteen point two. Yeah, right. It's like guys, we we had the option to eradicate this. Why do you think we take a measles? Why do you think we get rid of uh, the the thing that gives you the iron lung or uh, uh, what's that called? I don't I don't know. It's not measles. It's um, mm, it's a TB? thing. No, it's well maybe, but no tuberculosis. It's a th- maybe. I don't. Mm, I don't know about this. Whenever your like capillaries burst and you like cough up blood, then maybe. Because one That's of the, the most famous one, whenever you like the people hold in every movie, yes. it's the move, the white handkerchief to the mouth of a little bit of blood. And they look up and everybody's like, <gasps> they even did it in the last season of The Crown. I was like, this is brilliance. Oh, but yeah, I think it's TB that you're talking th- about. Maybe they have to put you in the the iron lung is the thing that they we'll need someone to fact check, fact check us on this. But all that to say, like, all or of just these- skip it. I mean, you have full power here. Just edit it out and then we're just going <laughs> to com- yes. move on. But you have all of all of this like preventable diseases now, right? Right. Now we're telling people, hey, don't go out and um, breathe on a bunch of people. Or just don't go out. Don't just go out. It's literally like, hey, you know what? Stay home for a little while. Just stay home for a little while. Like, it's not going to be bad. Just a little bit. You're saying that, but also think about the things that you've bemoaned beforehand. Nah, yeah, I know. <laughs> I get it. But still, it's just it is hard looking to do. at looking back on it for a year for me. That's what I'm looking at. Like a year ago. Mm-hmm. Whoa. But the positive. We were all huddled up next to one another. How awesome it is, you know, that they were able to produce. I mean, you like you got to give it to the scientists. We were able to produce a vaccine this fast. That's 95 percent effective. It's insane. Yeah, it's insane. I just hope that, you know. I, I'm hopeful for theater when it comes back. I'm also, I, I think I'm a little bit more, um, you know, before I was a little worried about some of the things that we would do. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like, I don't want to alienate people, but now I'm just like, you know what? I want to do the shows and I've kind of always been this way. I want to do the shows I want to do and I yeah. figure out a way to do it. But I, I mean, like I want to do the shows that I want to do. And I, that I feel like should be produced. And I, I just don't. So I do have a question for you then. Um, based on what maybe like 
I'll use the last season for play on, you know, what we had planned. Um, I say we, I'm a part of this. I mean, uh, you are a part of it. <laughs> but do you, I guess, do you open up with the thing that you wanted to do that we were about to do? Yeah, I think no matter what, I mean, whenever we open up well, here, well, that we will do To Kill a Mockingbird. Here's no the premise, what. though. It's like the first show, are people going to be, are, are they going to have like reservations about showing up to a show? And do we want to do a show that maybe not everyone is comfortable being around other people? Yeah, I mean, I understand what you're saying. Like, do you want to jump in j- jump in with both feet and say, like, look, we're doing this show. This is the thing that we want everyone to see and that we need people to show up for. Yeah. And are people going to show up and then are we going to lose our shirt if they uh, don't? And, and if not, do you do, do you do like a lesser kind of known show, like to open back up and to get people right. back into your good graces? I, th- I mean, I think it's very difficult to say what I will do. I know what I want to do. I know I put you on the spot. I want yeah. to to jump in and I mean we we are already we have we have dates reserved for next year. Yeah. At the theaters we want to perform in. Um and in my mind or in my heart I just thought immediately whenever we come back and theater opens up we're going to start off with To Kill a Mockingbird cuz that's what I want to do. Yeah. And I just there's something like I want to do it while we still are able to have the kids that we cast in the show yeah. because they were so perfect. And oh my goodness, they're growing so much every day because they're kids. And I'm like, oh, I got to do this show before yeah. they <laughs> before they can't do it anymore. Yeah. Um and I don't want to lose our cast and I'm like I'm worried about that. Luckily I, the whole world wanna, was put on pause. So. Yeah, it's true except, you know, they're they're still eating. And they're still growing. Well, I meant the whole cast, not yeah, I mean, no, the, I the, the, the kids. The kids we have no control over their growth. But I just i i but I think that we do start off that way. I I think that in reality, what will end up happening is that you and I will probably do something smaller to begin with. Yeah. Um. Just given like time frame wise, but I mean, it, you you think that if they're saying May for the vaccine. But that's that's going to be, you know, like April, May for the vaccine. And that's going to be for first responders. We're not going to be getting it. No, no. He- the general public is not going to get it. And some of us won't get it at all for, you know, three months after that because we didn't buy enough of it. Yeah. As a country. So it's it's hard to it's hard to know. It's just hard to know. But I I think we probably will start off with something a little smaller that we know that we can because I'm sure that we'll still be in phases. Yeah. I don't see us going out of phases, but whenever we get to a point where it's like, okay, we can safely do this. I think that's the big thing for me. What we can do safely. Um, I, I never want to be the cause of a super spreader event. I don't want to be the cause for anybody to be able to say, you know what? I got, I went to a show and I got COVID and I brought it home and now such and such is dead or so-and-so had to go to the hospital and be on a ventilator yeah. or I got my entire family sick. I mean, that to me is my responsibility. I have to take that on and I have to live with that for the rest mm-hmm. of my life. And even if you don't think that it's a serious disease, I mean, it is. No, I yeah. know. I have family in the medical industry all over the place. I know what it looks like. And I just cannot imagine being the cause of it. So I'm sure that we would start off in a smaller way. But our first show show, like full on going for it, it's going to be Mockingbird. Yeah. 
But I do wonder, are we going to change anything in our season mm. and what it will be? Um, I do think, because Mockingbird, I think we're supposed to uh, to go back to that sooner rather than later, like in the spring. Well, it'll, the new it dates. will have almost been a year later, yeah. so maybe the same dates hold. Well, we are... We are a little, we are actually the dates that we originally wanted <laughs> because we were able to rebook. Yeah. So it was kind of like, oh, actually we do want these dates. So yeah. we're going to, we're going to get these dates. So we, that is kind of a, a good thing if it ends up working out. Um, but it is very similar. It's only like a two week difference, but still, um, if that's able to happen, you know, and, and that's the thing, like we want to do this show where kids can come and see it like students at the high yes. school can come and see it and actually experience this because that's the whole purpose of doing it is yes. to show people you know that that and the especially story is given the, and, the climate that the world yes. is in especially america right now is in if i i think that show teaches anything to anyone it is it is empathy yeah and just some sort of understanding of what it would be like to be on the other side of mm-hmm. whatever side you fall on to be on the other side. And I think that's what's so brilliant about that show is that no matter how you were raised or, you know, your race or your gender, your background, when you watch it, you're going to find someone in there that you identify with and you're going to find their flaws. Yep. And that I think is what's so cool. And then you get to see how they change. And then hopefully through that, you get to think, oh, I may, you know, I need to change something. And that is what's so beautiful about that whole story. And who knows, maybe when all this comes around, I'll be able to get Aaron Sorkin's version and we'll be able to do that one. Ah, that would be great. (laughs) I will say this, um, you know, speaking to what you were talking about, getting the audience on your side, it just occurred to me that, you know, when when you're seeing the story unfold, both in the book and in the play, based on the script that we were using, you, you believe one side of the story more than another side of the story. And yeah, it is can't help only it. based upon that Atticus is who we find to be the moral compass of the story. Mm-hmm. So when you're, when you're thinking about it, if you were actually in the jury seat and, and I know this is a complete tangent and I, we know, I understand really Atticus. This. If you know, I, I don't, some people may not be familiar with the story. I don't know, but Atticus is the, I wouldn't say he's the main character. No, no, no. I'm just saying he is the but moral he compass is the to the moral story. Compass, and he is the compass. Did you hear that? He's <laughs> 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 the moral compass. Everybody, we, um, we but I would say that he's kind of the, yeah, he's the moral center, moral compass of the show. And he is the lawyer that's defending this this huge case. Yes. And, and it is interesting to me that you hear both testimonies and you hear the cross-examination from both sides, right? And, you know, if you think about the jury, what would they be inclined to believe? But we believe Atticus. We yeah, trust you always Atticus. Believe Atticus. And, and it's based on but you Scout's words him of, like, because he Scout is a good man. Him. Exactly. That's the thing. Like, you trust him because Scout does. It's from her perspective. And this is her, her dad. This is who she trusts. Yeah. And I just think about, like, how interesting it would be if, like it were written and it were on the wrong side of history. Right. Would we still believe Atticus? I, I mean, I, I'm not saying good or bad, whatever, but I'm just like thinking, obviously I don't yeah, think it would he be would have been on the other side, if he would have yeah. been, um, I, I guess the prosecutor. Yeah. 
and would have been fighting on the other side of it. I, I don't see how that would be possible. I don't I don't think that you would still believe him. Mm-hmm. I don't think you would. I think that you would see I think then it would be the heartbreak of the innocence of a child who's following in the footsteps of someone who's wrong yeah. and they don't know better. But at least that's what I, but that's still coming from my own background of I I would think that if I watched yeah. it. Somebody, I'm sure, would sit out there and see it and I'm going to say the wrong way. Yes. But I just thought that was interesting to me that, you know, reading the book and even like reading the script, like we're we're on his side the whole time. We're on Scout's side because she's on Atticus's side. Right. And it and it is just amazing to me that 20 seconds. Yeah. You got 20 seconds. Uh, well, I just I I and when we do, you know, I I'm I am I do have I do have I I know I I feel like I probably started this podcast off a little heavy this time cuz I just been thinking about these things. I I don't want it to ever seem like I'm thinking of it negatively, but I am, you know, a human being. And I am thinking about this and of being like, you know, I want to make sure that I'm doing the right decision. I think that's what it is. It's like the the I want to know that I'm doing what I need to do. Yeah. And if I'm not, then I'm failing in some sort of way. So I just I hope that it's right. And I hope that we are right and contain and continuing to be safe and not produce theater no matter what the outcome is for us, that just that we have done the thing that we were supposed to do. Yeah. Much like Atticus, you know, and I'm not saying that we are Atticus, no, 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 yeah. but that, that, you know, you, you learn from what you see that, you know, that we are doing the right thing, even though that maybe not everyone else is like you, you, you are given the information that the scientists, people that yeah. clearly know more about disease and things than I do. And, and like, this is the information that we are given mm-hmm. and here is what they are suggesting. Here is what yeah. they are saying. And it's like, I personally am happy staying at home yeah, I'm gonna as listen much to as I possibly can. I'm going to listen to them because <laughs> I trust them. And I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. They yeah. know. I don't know. I've got that new console that is just aching of for course. me to stay home and play it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I am so excited for the first audience whenever we're back. And, and oh, I do think that even electric. though it will be different... You know, I, I think the one thing that theater teaches us that we accept change yeah. and we we move on. I think that's one thing throughout this process that I, you know, I, I, I think that it's awesome that we are we have the podcast so that, you know, we were handed this hand and we had to figure out something that we needed to do. And this yeah. was really the only logical option. So this is what we're doing. And I, I think that going forward, it's going to be more of that. It's just going to be accepting the fact that maybe something that we loved a whole lot might be changed. Yeah. And we just have to be thankful for what we used to have. And then moving forward, you know, what it's going to be like. And you know, what's really awesome is that I kind of told you the other day, um, my friend from forever ago, Jennifer Powell, sent me a message on Facebook. So I don't even think we have each other's number anymore. It's how long ago it was. And uh, she lives in, in Hell's Kitchen in New York. She lives in Brooklyn. And uh, she uh, she was talking about, you know, she said how 
she I think that she maybe got curious about me, I guess, and <laughs> looked into like Facebook, but she complimented our podcast and that we were doing this and just that, you know, how great it is that we're in this smaller community and do it. And she told me this heartbreaking story about getting to see um, the new revival of company. Mm-hmm. And she saw it the day before it closed, like or three, three days before it closed. Oh, wow. And that's the one with, um, I think her name is Katarina. It might be Katrina, <laughs> but uh, Katrina Link. Anyway, I'll just say Katrina because maybe I'm being crazy. Um, but she's amazing. She was actually in Indecent, who I talked about. And so we kind of ended up talking and it was so nice because we hadn't talked in a while. Yeah. Just to hear about, you know, what she has done and the sacrifices that she's made for her family. I mean, her, her like they were in Oklahoma and she moved to New York so her kids could do ballet and theater. Oh, wow, that's awesome. Um, they were so talented, these, oh my goodness, this this family. They were just so, so awesome. Um, and it's great to hear that they're, they're doing well. But she went and saw this three days before, and this actually had her playing the role of Bobby, which is a gender-bending thing that they did. They switched yeah. it from a male role to a female role, which I was so interested in seeing. And, you know, she actually, I posted not long ago, her doing the miscast performance of um, of If I Were a Rich Man. I don't know if you watched that, but I no. put it on I put it on our story and I'm gonna make you watch it because it oh, is Oh, here we go again. I know like I know last week. I'm gonna make you watch it again. But this is I promise, no nudity. <laughs> there's there's Praise not the mass Lord. nudity. Nobody's in a room. No, no oh, it's, it's goodness. a very different thing. You're in a show. <laughs> You're in the theater. You're in the theater. Um but no, she performs if I were a rich man, and she's just she's so phenomenal. And that's kind of what sparked this whole conversation. But she got to see her in company, and then three days later, the show closed, and she said halfway through watching the show. She was heartbroken because she realized that it was almost over. Yeah. And that she wasn't going to be able to watch this person's performance anymore. And I just like read that and it broke my heart because I just I thought about the last show that we did. And then I was like, man, I just. I didn't know. I didn't know. And like, you know, that's how awesome it is that a performer could be on stage and doing such a good job. And be so into their performance and so awesome at what they do that people are actually upset that it's about to end. Yeah. Like, that is huge. That's huge. So, I, 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 you know, you saying that, it makes me think of something a little bit deeper in that if the last performance you gave, would you be proud of it? If, if every performance that you gave, like the last performance that you did, would you be proud of what you left on the stage? Yeah. And I think that that is something that coming out of this, I think I will probably ask myself Mm -hmm. every single time. And I guess that for us was red. Yeah. That was the last thing we did. We got to do the stage reading and I, you know, even though it was a staged reading of that show, I was super proud of it. I thought it was awesome. If that's the last thing that I was ever able to do to, 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 personally I'm happy dude yeah you'd be, what, be happy I mean that's a great show for one yeah it's a great role but I, I do think that moving you I don't know, want in the that future, to be the last thing that I get yeah, to do me, yeah. me neither but I do want to think 
But I want to treat every that, role yes, exactly. going forward. I want to think the next time, like coming out of this, that in the future, I'm going to say, if this is the last time I get to do this, if for some reason something happens and I'm not able to be back here again, if this is the last time I'm in the theater, that I have put a hundred and, you know, 10% into this. Yeah. And, and, and I'm going to be happy with that. I think I think it would be really fun. Maybe maybe we can we can look at it. Not the next one, but because uh, you know the next one is it's a special. It's going to be a special one uh, for us. But I do think looking at maybe it would make us feel better if we actually look at the season of our shows that are coming up and yeah. maybe do a bit of a deep dive. Like I would love to look into Mockingbird. I would love to do that. So. Hopefully we have be talked a lot about it. I know we've talked a lot about it. Let's dance around it. We've been dancing around it. We should just jump in and be like, we're going to talk about To Kill a Mockingbird. See, I don't know about you, but definitely during this time, I've been watching a lot of different actors from different perspectives, like people that are on the stage, that are in film, that are, uh, you know, like in video games. And I, yeah. I, I've been catching a lot of perspectives. And it's also been like, you've not been doing enough, Chris. <laughs> well, you know, it's kind of a hard thing when you're in this the setting where we perform in, yeah, you know, and and I know that every performance deserves your your full treat it like it's the last one. Yeah, That's exactly. It it deserves everything that you have to give to it. But there is the reality of there are sometimes there's you don't have enough to give, yeah. and you give as much as you can, and it may not be as as much as it needs. True, and and it's sad whenever you realize that, and um. I hope that we can, I hope that we can moving forward that I will remember that. Yeah. And, and I will know that, you know what, I might be tired, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that I'm tired. I need to, I need to do this. I need to sit down and give this time. I don't want this to be the last one. Exactly. Like I want this, like if this is it. And I know it's hard too, because you know, in the last couple of shows, that I directed, I ended up having to be like a smaller role in just, you know, so that we could fill the cast out in a way and make it make sense, make it gel. And that is just, it is so hard. It's so hard to do that. And then in the event that that happens, you're thinking about the whole show and then you're like, you know what? I'm going to be fine. (laughs) Yeah. I hope that I'm doing okay. And then at the last minute I call you and I'm like, Hey, will you watch this and make sure I'm not making a (laughs) fool of myself? Cause I'm, Making these choices without anyone watching. Yeah. And I don't want to just have that third eye looking at me. Yeah. You know? And I uh, I just I know that moving forward I'm I've got to do I've got to do better. Yeah. And I hope that everyone else is feeling that way in every aspect of this. Like just moving forward, we all just generally need to do better. Yes. So I don't know. I, I but I I I feel like that's a positive thing. I feel like that's positive. Yeah. It's a good place to uh, wrap up on. Oh, man. Let's wrap that present up, put a little bow on it, and put it under the tree. Cross. Let's get this party on the train tracks. The the progression there was <laughs> everything. <laughs> Just know that it always leads to Moira Rose. It always leads to Moira. Yes. It's almost like you, you start off in Boston, then you want to go British, <laughs> and then that leads you to Moira. And it's like... Thank you. You you basically are just getting a little treat, a little a little uh, a little gift it's of a what's gift. going. It's a gift. It's a gift of what's going on in my brain in the moment because <laughs> there's obviously nothing blocking the 
train of thought. So, so, so what, do you have a, a joke or anything you or words of wisdom, words sage of advice? Wisdom. I'll tell you. Let's. I think we should do a recap. Okay. So basically, we started off, and I was probably having somewhat of an existential crisis. We've moved through that. We talked. I had my little therapy session. Thank you. Um, we we then got to what was in the middle. Some about a video game. Oh probably. yeah, yeah, video weird things that actors get to do. Yeah, I guess. weird things that actors yeah. get to do. That was kind of fun. Like the efforts, like the, uh, so, uh, yeah. Well, that uh, we didn't go into efforts, oh, okay. but those are fun. Yeah. Um, and then those are hard uh, to do. And then we kind of went back into that therapy thing for me. Some more Mockingbird, and then oh, here we are. I got to have my one footnote asterisk of you know and implementing video games. You got to games. talk for at least fifteen <laughs> minutes. I gotta say that's a that's a gotta be a record. I'll edit a lot of that out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? I think that's awesome because you know that is Chris and that is Cody. No, it was Cody. That was Cody. See, this, is I why don't, I, this is why I. That was to go, Cody. Then that was Chris. <laughs> Careful not to end up at the end of the podcast. Ooh. All right.